I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. There's a lot happening these days. But I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters, without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. This is The Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on VSEN. Are you ready? Week four kicks off tonight, Thursday night football in Cincinnati. The weather's going to be fine, uh, although many across, of course, the Atlantic and Florida in particular dealing with Hurricane Ian. We send our best. He's Michael Lombardi. I'm Patrick Maher. This is VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Um, so Stephen and I were yes. having a conversation about just an impossible spot, right? Like how much innately does home field advantage matter on Thursday nights? Now, I remember it was either a year or two ago, our numbers expert, Steve Mackinnon, did a deep dive. And what he talked about is the home field advantage really picks up in the second half of the season on Thursday night football. As it makes sense, the team start to wear down that short rest, that short travel starts to add up. Um, but Miami's in a tough spot tonight. And you saw Will. Will's laying the three and a half, that key number of three. He's going to lay it with Cincinnati it's just situationally. I mean, think about this defense, which is depleted. They ran out, what, 90 plays? They were on the field for 90 plays in 100-degree weather on Miami just, what, four days ago? Miami, this is a tough spot for them tonight. And go into the game a lot of bumps and bruises. You know, here's what I think sometimes we get lose sight of. Just because you're healthy or just because you play doesn't mean you're playing well. Like, take the other night, Monday night. Makai Parsons had the flu where he was sick. I, I didn't think Makai Parsons was the real Makai Parsons. I thought he was less than 100%. I I don't think he I didn't think he had the same juice and the same explosiveness that we're used to seeing. He tried to play. I don't think he played to the level we're used to. And I think that's something that's really important to understand that when guys are hurt and they're beat up and they have less time to get ready on a Thursday night, they're going to play but they're not going to play as well. Armstead, for example, you think he's going to play as good Thursday night as he would have if he had two more days rest? I doubt it. No. Right? Same thing with Holland. He's going to play, but is he going to play? What happens when he gets hit? You know, all those things start to matter, and it becomes a problem. And so, look, you know, but the one thing that worries me is that, I mean, they're a serendipitous. There's something about Miami. They found a way to win, you know, and they they seem and they and anytime you can hit three run homers like they can, you're going to be in a game, and they can hit three run homers because of stupidity on the deep. I mean, don't cover the guy. Fourth, third, and twenty-two. They convert throwing a middle read that hung in the air for a half hour, and neither safety made a play on the ball. Had Poyer, had Poyer or uh, or Hyde been back there, they would have picked that thing off like That's nothing. Correct. That's correct. That is correct. That back end is absolutely beaten down. Okay, we'll get Michael's official play on Thursday Night Football. We've got professional capper 
Mike Samich, Bon Vivant, Mike Palm, Palms pressing three. So a busy hour here. Let me just get a quick reaction from Monday night. We missed you on Monday show. Cowboys 23-16 winner. Both the Giants and Cowboys sitting two and one. What was your big takeaway from both sides? Well, my takeaway for the Cowboys was, look, I think Cooper Rush is better than I thought he was. And I think the Cowboys have done a wonderful job, underscore wonderful, credit Mike McCarthy, of managing the game with Cooper Rush in it. And they should take the same approach when Dak comes back. Like, they should, they've managed the game. They're two best players, Pollard and Zeke. They're getting them the ball. They're doing different things. They're in a bunch of different formations, tight ends. They didn't even have Schultz on the field. Like, you don't have to lead the league in yards. You don't have to become a head coach. You have to win the game, right? And I think they've done a great job of managing it. Look, I thought their defense would dominate against the, uh, against, uh, against the Giants because the Giants can't protect. I mean, Dayball has done a good job. To me, it was a game featuring two backup quarterbacks. And I ask you, Patrick, which backup would you rather have, Daniel Jones or would you rather have Cooper Rush? I, th- I think Rush, I will say this about Jones. I don't know if you completely throw it out, but he was pressured interminably. I mean, he just nonstop pressure. No. That offensive line couldn't have played worse. I mean, look, th- that they draft Evan Neal in the first round. Nobody, I mean, the guy's supposed to be a good player, and he played like it was not very good. He was horrible. I mean, you got to be worried about that. I know we're supposed to give superlatives to the giant new front office, but if that was one of my picks, I would be scared to death. And Thibodeau didn't do anything on the other side as a first rounder. That was his first game, really. I mean, there was no juice out of either first-round pick. That's got to worry you a little bit there. But more than anything, I I think when you watch New York, I think Dayball's done a good job of just trying to keep the game close, get it into the fourth quarter, and see what happens. And they can't overcome negativity. They can't overcome they can't overcome penalty yards. They can't overcome. Here's where what I think we lose sight of a little bit. When a quarterback can run, it it when a quarterback runs, it takes a bad quarterback and makes them look better. And that's where they they're trying to get Daniel Jones going running. Like for me, Justin Fields is a running back who throws the ball. He's not a quarterback who runs. He's a running back. Because you want him to throw it as many times as you can. If you take away the run from Justin Fields, he cannot play. He's not playing quarterback. So to me, Daniel Jones can function, but the only way it's going to work is if he runs the ball. But can he stay healthy running? I don't know about that. Yeah, he, he Jones. Let's just be very clear. He doesn't have the anticipation. You've been talking about it for years. He was completely overdrafted. He's in New York. It's a ridiculously weird spot for a guy that just isn't good enough to play the position. He's following Eli Manning. Like, he was scrambling for his life, and he's got some mobility. He's got some athleticism, but he's not a starter. He's not going to be your long-term answer, and they're going to move on. They know that. But here's the thing that I, I I want Giant fans to understand. Don't believe me what I've been saying for three years. Don't believe me, okay? But why don't you just look at how Brian Dayball managed the end of the first half? And that tells you all you need to know yep. about he what he of thinks of Daniel Jones. He's scared to death of him. He don't want to lose the game with him. That's a, that's exactly right. He was completely afraid of his quarterback. Um, just news here coming in. Ian Rappaport reporting the Bucks and Chiefs game will be played as scheduled on Sunday night in Tampa Bay. So, again, there, go. We were, there was some concern about that game being moved. But it is clear now the Bucks and Chiefs will play in Tampa on Sunday night. One more thing about the Cowboys. You know how the Cowboys are called America's team? Well, we call them VEASAN's team, whether it's Dave Ross, Femi, John yeah, Boulay. They're, uh, they're all, they're all Bill deriding. Bill yeah, Bill, my man, Bill Berman? Yeah, that's, look, at, look, at, look at Billy B. One thing I, we can say is it's all, you used the word serendipitous. This season's kind of setting up perfectly. Because that defense isn't good. They have a potential to be very, very good. And all of a sudden, you're going to get Dak back. CD broke out a little bit. Like, Pollard is electric. This is a pretty interesting season. Gallup is going to come back. Look, but I I say this. It's going to be. But I think what they should have learned is they need to play the same way when Dak comes back. And that's not a knock on Dak. That's just how you win football games. Three dimensions. Offense, defense, kicking game. That returner that they've got is sensational. The kid mm-hmm. they got from North Texas State, I mean, or no, he's from TCU. He's unbelievable. He averages 18 yards a punt return. He's great. He's great. He's unbelievable. He got him as a college free agent. One thing I've always said about the Cowboys, Will McClay, their general manager of personnel, they do a good job in personnel. But the other point I want to make about Dallas is when, when you watch them, 
I mean, when you watch what they're trying to do, Tyler Smith, I think, is a really good player. I think he's done that. They have the kind of defense that can give Philadelphia some trouble because they're athletic with ends that can run. You can't have you can't have guys that can't run on the edges against the against the Eagles run game. The other thing I, I the other you. thing I wanted yeah, to bring go, up please. the other thing I, I wanted to bring up since we're on Dallas, this is this line has me completely befuddled. Like I power rank the teams. I have Dallas should be a six point three favorite against the against the Washington football team, who I thought were a disaster last week. A, a unmitigated complete disaster. So bad. So bad. So bad. They didn't even look like they got coached at all. Thank God Daniel Snyder's an elbow. But the point here is this. How can they – how are they only a three-point favorite against Washington? If Philly played Washington – you watched that game, and I did. If Philly played Washington ten times, they're winning ten times. They're so much better than the Commanders. I don't know what Rivera's doing, and I don't know what Del Rio's doing on defense, but they got so outcoached in that game. They weren't prepared. I mean – Wentz doesn't have the mobility anymore, and you're 100% right. I, I'm shocked it's as short as three. This number, and it It's dropped. fishy. It's fishy. It's really it doesn't weird. make any sense at all. Like, who's betting Washington? Why would you bet Washington? Like, like it, to me, it's one of those, don't touch it. It's like, it's a trap. It's like, you know, Batman yeah, walks into weird. a trap, and the next thing you know, he's over a bunch of hot coals. I mean, the Penguins, they're lifting on him. I, it feels like a trap. You could, you're going to get Gallup back. You could get Schultz back. And all of a sudden, a Washington team that luck boxed their way into a win week one against Jacksonville have looked terrible since. Remember that first half against the Lions is about as bad as a team can play. And then they were desperate, and the Lions got soft on defense in the second half. But the commanders against Philly, it, I'm so glad you brought it up. It's it's under-discussed. They were disgusting in that game. I don't know what they're I, coaching there. It was gross. I don't know what they're doing. Wentz got hit on almost every single play. Like, okay, so you say, well, maybe it's a good matchup for Washington against Dallas. No, it's not. Washington's front, they couldn't block. They couldn't block Philly. They're not going to be able to block Dallas. Parsons is going to be healthy. He'll come after them. Scott Turner, who runs the offense there, like he doesn't have – there's no – there's no outs They can't protect. Wentz. He, they so can't Wentz protect, is but... Wentz is, I mean, Burrow's 10-7 on passing attempt sack. Wentz is 10-3. And there's just no safety. I'm like, do, do, do you have a dump off for the guy? He's, he's, he's a statue now. He, the injuries have added up for Wentz. He still has a tremendous arm. But anyway, the offense is disjointed. They do have talent offensively. Here's the point, and it's a great point by Michael. That's three right now. I do see juice on the three at most shops, so it could be headed to Dallas lane three and a half. We always talk about timing. If you want to bet Dallas, lay the three right now. I, I don't understand it. Uh, Patrick, it's the most confusing it line really to is me. A like weird last number. last right. week I was confused by I was really confused by the Jacksonville line with the Chargers. You know, because of the uncertainty, because I think people didn't power rank Jacksonville good enough. Now you could say, well, P Herbert was hurt in the game. No, I think Jacksonville's gonna win the game anyway. And they beat them up. But this line, to me, is another one of those spooky, crazy lines. Yeah, the, the number dropping on the Herbert news almost worked against what Michael was trying to say. Michael had Jacksonville close to a pick -em with Herbert in. That was yeah. the point. <laughs> Our buddy Mike Samich next. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? 
Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, it's time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app. That's BetMGM Sports. Has all your favorite wagering options, in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. It's a great interface. Make sure you check it out. And also, if you're in Nevada, you stop by any MGM property on the Strip, bring your state-issued ID, you're ready to bet within minutes. Got to be 21 years or older. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. If you have a gambling problem, it's 1-800-522-4700. Okay, Michael Lombardi there as we kick off week four on Patrick Maher here. And there you are. Hope you're having a good Thursday as we welcome you back here on the Lombardi line. Hope you all down in Florida are staying safe. We send our best with Hurricane Ian, of course. Now, we welcome in our buddy, professional handicapper, Mike Samich, who always digs up stuff out of the ordinary. It, you know, as we start, first off, hi, hi, Mike. Thank you for joining us. You've become kind of internationally known because of your horse racing handicapping mm-hmm. and you bet on every sport. For my friends and colleagues, I would say you have a very specific and detailed approach to handicapping. Do you think your horse racing handicapping helps you specifically to cap other sports? Yeah, I think it does. I mean, to be profitable in horse racing, you have to be really selective. And I think one thing gamblers really struggle with is bankroll management and understanding you don't have to bet every game on the board. There's another football game tomorrow night. We've got a football game every night from Thursday through Monday. <laughs> it's important to, to selectively pick your spots. And horse racing really teaches you bankroll management because you could bet a race every two minutes in the U.S. for basically eight hours a day. That forces you to really be selective in where you're, select, you're, where you're putting your money and where you're investing your money. And you have to look at this as an investment when you're trying to do it professionally. Uh, great point. You know, Mike, I, I think it's a great point. I, I think the college football slate, that's why I think you should just dedicate yourself to two conferences. And, the, and I think the number one thing, this is what, when you walk into a draft room and you're trying to build a draft board, people think you're trying to find players. You're not. You're trying to eliminate players. That's the number one criteria having a good draft is elimination. And so if you're going to be good at sports betting, you've got to eliminate games. Like, I'll give you a perfect example, the Dallas-Washington game. I don't understand how the line's three. You know, I have it as a six-point game. It's three. The Cowboys are home. It's not even on the road for them. I'm not going to touch it because it seems fishy. (laughs) That's one of those it's a trap games. I heard you before this segment. I was thinking of the Star Wars it's a trap, right? But you you hit the nail on the head with the Batman reference as well. I love that. Uh, That's a tough game to to handicap. I mean, you got Dallas coming off the short week on a Monday night game. But, man, they are going to wreak havoc on that Washington offensive line. And, And offensive lines in general are just They've been very, they've gotten injured a lot this year, and you've seen just struggles protecting the quarterback. That game in general, I think you're going to see Wentz get hit quite a bit. So two things for our pro tips. One, what Michael mentioned, grab a conference or two and focus, specialization, and then also, I, I guess, selectivity. Remember, as Mike just said, bankroll management, it's not just because a game's on primetime, you're betting You have to be selective, and that's how you profit over a long season. Okay, tremendous start. Let's get going. What do you got tonight? Cincinnati's laying three and a half, so through that key number, and got a total of 48 and a half. Everybody's still on the over, although we're hitting at a 67% clip on the unders here, Samich. Yeah, I'm not going to touch this total. I'm really not sure what you're going to get from Miami on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, This is a short week for them. The first time Mike McDaniel's going to coach on a Thursday night. In general, that's been very difficult for rookie head coaches. On top of that, you got back-to-back emotional victories in the Miami Heat. The defense was on the field for 93 snaps. This is just a really tough spot for Miami. After we saw Cincinnati kind of get a a get-right game up there playing the New York Jets, 
I think that that line looks significantly better for Cincinnati. And when you're not facing J.J. Watt or Mika Parsons, that's going to happen. So I like Cincinnati in this spot. I laid the two earlier this week. I would still lay the three and a half in, the, in this game. I, I think Cincinnati is a huge situational edge here. I think they're slightly better on a neutral field. So I think three and a half is a pretty fair number to be laying. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's the unpredictability. I'm with you, Mike. I, I just, to me, Miami should be the better team. But like we, like I watched Parsons the other night, and I didn't think he was 100%, and I don't think he played to his level. And I think we often, even though guys play, like, okay, two is going to play. Is he going to be as effective? Can he move around? He's got the ankle. He's got the back. What happens if he gets hit? There's a lot of uncertainty here. Yep. Yeah, we saw 100%. Teddy Bridgewater face Cincinnati last year, and he really struggled in that spot. Miami ended up losing that game 15-10. to 10. I don't want any part of Teddy Bridgewater if he does end up coming in here, even with the weapons. So I, I'm unsure of what you're going to get from Tua tonight. I think they're going to protect Tua tonight, short, quick passes, try and get the ball out fast. You're not going to see the whole playbook because it's a Thursday night. You've got everything going on in Miami right now with the hurricane. It's just it's a really rough spot for the Dolphins. Michael and I love the London games, teams, players, they hate them, but we love them because we're in-game betting live coming up this Sunday with Minnesota, New Orleans at Tottenham Stadium there in London. Maybe Minnesota buoyed by the late win over Detroit and New Orleans, it's going bad. TBD on the quarterback. You've got Minnesota laying two and a half and you like the Vikings here, Samich. Yeah, I like him quite a bit. Uh, we've seen that uh, James Winston and Michael Thomas both out of practice the last two days. That's a significant downgrade if you end up with Andy Dalton throwing to Chris Olave. That's, that's a, a tough break there for uh, the New Orleans Saints. I also don't love the fact that you got this plane ride coming up for James Winston, who has a legitimately broken back right now. So I'm not sure that you want your quarterback sitting there on this long flight heading over to London and then playing in this game. I would be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if we end up seeing Andy Dalton here for the Saints. And the Vikings got right against, their offense did at least, got right against uh, Detroit, who has been able to put up points on a lot of different defenses. I really think that Minnesota is going to end up laying three and a half by the time this thing kicks off, maybe more if the injuries adjustment happens. So I think getting in now with a two and a half number is key, and I, I like them laying two and a half. Yeah, I mean, look, Minnesota, if they, they got to protect Cousins because the one thing I thought, New Orleans can do is they create some problems with their front. That's the thing that worries me. Cousins, on whether it's the road or home, he gets hit early and all of a sudden it starts to fall apart. But look, New Orleans, with you know, I think I'm crazy, but without Taysom Hill, that they really don't have that. You know, he makes plays for them. In the game they won opening day, it was he broke the game open with their plays, and he's hurt too. Yeah, they rely on yeah. him for big plays and, and, and be able to, to have positive matchup. And without Taysom Hill in there, it's, it's harder for them to get those. And if, if Michael Thomas ends up out as well, it's, it's, it's going to be tough for them to put points on the board. Okay, last one. Mike Samich joining us here. Of course, professional handicapper, racingdudes.com. Jacksonville, Philly. So what's fascinating here is you're on the other side of Michael. Michael's been on Jacksonville. He's talked about the improvement specifically on defense. We've seen Lawrence take the step up. You do, you do think that Jacksonville is a little overvalued in the market right now. My assumption is you're going to lay the six and a half with Philly. I am. And this to me is really a market play as much as anything else. I actually bet Jacksonville week one through three. They were a team I was pretty high on coming into the preseason. And I, I didn't think that much of Philadelphia. I think Philadelphia's plays exceptionally well. This name was nine was Philadelphia laying nine preseason. So you would have to adjust up Jacksonville seven or eight points in the power ranking if you move Philly up four or five to get to this six and a half number. I just don't see how you can make that drastic of an adjustment. So either that minus nine number was just way off over the summer or the six and a half is a little bit short. I was really impressed with how Philadelphia is able to handle the lead the last two games as well after falling apart against Detroit. They clearly learned something in that Detroit game. They've jumped all over teams early. Hertz has been, been running and is healthy right now. I think they put up points early here against Jacksonville. And once they do, they can pin their ear back, ears back and rush that rush uh, Trevor Lawrence very well. I don't love Jacksonville's line. They struggled in their first game against the Commanders. I think they struggle again here, especially if Philadelphia is able to get a lead. So I'm going to take Philadelphia here. I also think situationally, it's not the best spot for Jacksonville. Um, they just traveled across the, across the country and faced a Chargers team that was absolutely devastated by injury, traveling all the way back and then going up to Philadelphia for this game. Again, they're affected by the hurricane going through there, so a little bit of distraction as well. I just feel like this number should be on the other side of seven, so I'll, I'll, I'll lay the six and a half with Philly. Yeah, I, I think this is, you know, there's always a game, Patrick, Mike, that, that the team either rises to the level or they kind of teeter off. And last week they did against the Chargers. This would worry me. I mean, this would worry me because they're, they're really going to take a step up and Pete, Peterson 
has got to be able to manage the game correctly. And I know I just said that, but sometimes I worry about that. He gets a little bit too too crazy with his decision-making in-game. And against Philadelphia, if you get behind, I mean, they've outscored everybody. They've scored 45, point, uh, 45 points in the second quarter alone. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's a problem. Peterson, some emotion going back to Philly as well. Okay, before we say goodbye, this is going to be our pro tip for the hour. This is incredible. You have a crazy, and we just dropped our NHL betting guide. You have a crazy preseason hockey trend as far as the totals here on the way out, Samich. What do you got? Yeah, this one's a little bit nutty. I mean, I love the idea of, you know, picking a couple conferences like Michael mentioned earlier. Sometimes you look for markets that are just not as saturated or as mature as the NFL market to try and make money because Vegas adjusts slower. They don't you know, the preseason hockey totals is not where you're getting a ton of money right now. And because of that, even though the start, the under has had in the preseason, you haven't seen the totals be adjusted at all. Right now, the under in 40 games into the NHL preseason is 27-9-4, and four, clicking off at a 75% hit rate. <laughs> and no one cares because no one's really betting it. But right now, I'm playing every single under in the NHL until this trend kind of slips over because 75% is wild in this game. Holy, because the hold, hold so me just small. repeat. Let me repeat, 27, okay. 9, and 4 over 40 games in the preseason to the under. That's 75%, yep. Mike. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Got a That's lot. how you make some money. That's how you make money. So there's a, you know, a pro tip as well, coupled with that, pay attention to the markets being avoided, and that is important. Mm-hmm. And NHL preseason market right now very much being avoided. RacingDudes.com for the information. Mike Samich, professional handicapper. Thank you, Mike. We'll talk to you next Thursday. Awesome Thanks, job. Guys. Thank you, Mike. That is a crazy 27, 9, and 4 to the under. That's almost literally unbelievable. Mike Pond's an under player in hockey, uh, too. He's uh, a big-time under player. He's soccer, any sport, Mike's going to go under. And we've got Palms pressing three coming up next as well. Mike Palm joins us here on the Lombardi Line. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, Mike Palm was just reading Andy McNeil's NHL betting guide, which is dropping. So make sure you check it out. All 32 teams previewed. VSIN.com slash subscribe. Again, if you're new to hockey betting, bet the unders, as we just heard in the preseason as far as the totals, but we can teach you. Andy McNeil's going to help you understand handicapping the NFL. VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Okay, we're back. He is Michael Lombardi. I'm Patrick Maher. Bon vivant, of course, Cirque Sports, VEASAN host. Mike Palm joins us. I noticed one of our three new podcasts, and remember GM Shuffle drops today. Go to VEASAN.com but also the NFL betting podcast. I noticed that Michael has ripped that away from anybody. Excuse me, Mike Palm has ripped that away from anybody. You are now the guy on the NFL podcast. Congratulations, my friend. What's well, incredible. Enjoying doing it with uh, Danny Burke. We tape right after we get done with this show on Thursdays, and we go through each game uh, on the Sunday slate. It's a lot of fun, and it, it drops on Friday mornings for those of you interested. That's awesome. How are we feeling today? Oh, we're feeling wonderful. I'm, I'm, it's always <laughs> exciting, the highlight of my week, to be able to join you and Michael for this, this short time. <laughs> Palms pressing three is coming up, which is what we uh, wait for with bated breath. Mike Palm, of course, Bon Vivant joining us. What's the what's the overlook on the weather situation? I noticed a lot of those college games along the Atlantic coast, I'm sure at Circa as well, big time drops in the totals. Ludicrous. Some of them 10, 12 points. But if it's that bad, are they going to play the game? I don't know. You know, we talk about the uh, the pro tip of the hour. This weekend, it's especially important to know the house rules. And, and I know we've talked about that before, but no one in terms of games are postponed or if sites change. Like at Circa, the game has to be played within 24 hours of when it's scheduled and within 100-mile radius of the stadium it was originally scheduled to be played at. So, for instance, if they move the Sunday night game to Minneapolis, if you've already bet on it, it's out. Now, when they announce that, obviously, we'll take it down for a few minutes and put it back up. But bets on that game to be played at Raymond James are off because it's not going to be within a hundred mile radius. So then, so what happens, Mike? Then you refund your ticket and then yeah. you make the new bet. Is that how it works? That's right. If you bet on the app, you're going to get an immediate refund. If you if you have a, a hard ticket, you bet over the counter. It's a refund. You'd have to come in to get your money. Then you bet you bet the you know I don't know if the line's going to change much, uh, but you bet you bet into the new game posted in Minneapolis. No doubt. Well, the line would change if it's up in Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. There's no doubt about that. It's moved from it's moved from 
Chiefs two to a pick them right now, Michael. Uh, that's been I know. The I saw that in the contest. I just saw the contest lines come out, Mike. And so that's what I wanted to ask you. So when you guys shape these contest lines, and I, I post them all, the, I put them on my worksheet every week mm. because it's the only static lines that you can have. Uh, are, are these lines what you anticipate the closing number to be on Sunday? It's not really. Uh, it's shaded a little bit if, if we think there's a chance somebody's going to be out and it hasn't been announced yet. But look, last week, we had it at seven with the Chargers, thinking maybe Herbert would still play. We didn't shade the number. Now, there's a big difference, right? It went seven to three, just like we talked about last Thursday. 1,800 right. people, and you had to get your picks in by four o'clock Pacific on Saturday when it, you know, you knew, it was thought Herbert wasn't going to play, uh, and the line was seven. 1,800 people out of a little over 4,000 used them. I'm surprised it was that low. With a, a four-point stale line at that point, it's surprising almost not not everybody this early in the season where you don't have to be a contrarian because you you're have game theory at the end of the year. Meanwhile, amazingly, two entries have gone 15-0 and 0 through the first two weeks, uh, first three weeks of the contest and 12 entries at 14-1. and one. We know who one of those entries is. I mean, you, you may not know, but we know the person. I'll tell you off air. He's certainly in line to get a piece of the money. Remember, the first quarter is four weeks, so this is it. We're done here this Sunday. We're handing out 300000 in prizes on the first quarter, so should be an interesting close here. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's remar- 15-0 and 0 is remarkable. I mean, to be able to have that and, and do that consistently is just fascinating, and it's a, it's a tribute to their – I think it's a tribute to their, inabil- their ability to take emotion out of their picks, right? I think that's – to go 15-0, you have to almost be stoic – and not go with gut instincts or feel. You just got to go with your numbers. And your numbers got to be perfect. You know, Matt Humans is doing his Friday night show, the Saturday bet preview. And he's doing the Circa Invitational Contest with 16 top handicappers. $25,000 for first place. Derek's putting up the money. And Matt and I are not in the contest, but we're playing along every Friday night. I'm 11 and 4 through three weeks. I'm on top of the world. I'd be four games behind in our contest. Think it's about incredible. that. That's right. <laughs> It's it's to, to go fifteen and, and zero, nobody, fourteen and one. It's insane. And nobody in that contest, Patrick. Nobody in the contest that Maddie's doing because they're doing overs, unders. They're doing everything, and nobody's 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 undefeated in that contest. Yeah, I think I think Chuck Edel is either thirteen and two or twelve and three, and then a couple of us at eleven and f- and four. And we also can use college uh, to, to throw that in right. there. We can use college sides and totals. Obviously, this is a this is an NFL contest. But the law of numbers too: four thousand against eighteen. Uh, but it's certainly interesting. And then on the flip side, in Survivor, seventy five percent of the entries are out. Okay. Uh, again, another five hundred eliminated last week with Chiefs. Chargers and Raiders being uh, and Bills being the ones with double digits. Chiefs obviously 260 went down. There was a lot of money line plays last week here at the book too on the Chiefs that that fell short there with that crazy penalty by Jones uh, that that let the the Colts back in the game. Unbelievable. Uh, a couple of appreciations quickly. One, remember what separates Circa Millions is quarterly payouts, which is awesome. And two. Kind of a stroke of genius. I think you both would agree. The human show bet prep on right. Saturday night coinciding with the professional handicapping tournament. It's like circuit invitational. Like Palm, that is that's just cool. That's old school Vegas. Well, give you know Derek credit for putting up the money, but but Matt no put a lot of thought into this show, and you know he's done many variations of the Eds with Jonathan, and they're terrific together, but now sort of different roles in this new lineup. And I I mean Matt put a lot of time and effort putting this crew of sixteen together. Uh, handicappers, and then this whole concept. Starting in week nine, the person with the worst record starts getting eliminated as you go down towards the end. So, I mean, nobody wants to be the first one out. Everybody's having a lot of fun with it. We put it on in the book starting at 1030 Pacific. You know, the games are all done, so we put it on with full volume. People come here just like they used to at the Stardust, come here to watch. And and he's got, of these 16 guys, he's rotating four or five through every weekend that are coming to Vegas and going on air with them and giving their picks and explanations. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. And that show is replayed before the Lombardi line on Saturdays and Sundays, too. So we're thrilled about that. And, and um, it's on, and you could get a download. I mean, I think it's must listen to. You have to listen to it. You got 16 people that have spent all week studying. They're going to do a lot of homework for you. You don't have to take their picks, but I think it's an outstanding show. I really do. Correct. Do you, can you comment on Washington and Dallas? And then we'll get to Palms pressing three coming back here. Mike Palm joining us. Uh, does it feel trappy? I mean, Dallas is laying three with Washington coming to town. Where do you sit on this one, Mike? We're at three with 15. I got to believe it goes up. I can't believe the number. I saw two and a half earlier this week. What are people watching? 
You you gave your, know, your four worst teams. Well, what about the Commodores? I think they throw their hat in the ring for a worst team. No, but nobody. Patrick, nobody. They're one of my worst teams. The worst half of football this year was week two in Detroit. First half against first Detroit. Half. Michael, no, in the last. It was top by last week. It got top last week. In the last. There was two, worse than last week. In the last two first halves, they have five first downs two against the Lions and three against the Eagles. Think about that. The punter's exhausted from the last two first halves. I mean, their punter's exhausted. They go punt, 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 punt. Safety, punt, 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 punt. I mean, it's like unbelievable. And yet they're – I don't get it. Like, I, I – I, I, I'm going to stay away. I think it's a trap. I think the Riddler's behind the glass. I think it's – Batman's going to walk right into it. Don't do it. It's Sonny Corleone going to the toll plaza. Don't do it. Don't do it. He still goes. Hey, Michael, does speaking of Dallas – does Dan Quinn get enough credit? I mean, he had to run, you know, he was heralded in Seattle and then he goes and head coach in Atlanta and the bloom sort of comes off the rose. I think he's doing a, he's done a very good job the last couple of years with this Cowboys defense. And I think what he's done more than anything is he's diversified his portfolio, right? So he's really done a good job of being able to spread it out and change what he is. He's in an odd front. He's in an over. He's not like the guy, Mr. Clean in New York, who's going to line up in this over front with a safety over here and we're playing cover three, cover one. Like, he's not that. And that's what he used to be. That's what he used to be in Atlanta, and that's why he got run out of Atlanta. Because And then when he left Atlanta, remember, Raheem Marsh takes over, they play better defense. So give him credit. I, I, I applaud Dan Quinn tremendously. I was shocked. Hey, I thought he was going to get the Denver job. He thought he was going to get the Denver job. Everybody thought he was going to get the Denver job. But something happened in the interview that, it, Paul, that uh, Nathaniel Hackett wowed him. Now, I'd like to have recorded video of that interview so I could learn from it because I don't know how that wow happened. I don't know where, that, where it occurred. Did I just hear you call Robert Salah Mr. Clean? Yeah, that I, 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 why I hadn't noticed that until now is uh, I'm I'm very happy that I know I, I that borrow that life. from a good our good friend I, I I it's not I didn't nickname him that I borrow that from our good friend Chris Felica he he mm. gave me that so I oh, maybe okay. he didn't want me to say it but but he is Mr Clean he'll you know he'll stamp out all all smells he'll line up in his eight man front you can still run the ball on him. You know, because he's got go gap integrity in his eight-man front. You want me to go on? I'll keep going. I mean, like uh, anything we, you we, want to do badly, he'll do it. Palm's pressing three is coming up. Most don't know that Mike Palm is also a budding um, Ansel Adams. Is that a photographer? That was a beautiful yeah. picture you sent us today, beautiful. Mike. Thank you for that pick-me-up. I'm proud of I'm proud of the yellow bells. My garden's beautiful, and it's it's easier to work out there when it's in the high 90s, not 115. There you have it. <laughs> Stop by, take a picture of Mike Palm's garden. Coming up next, Palm's pressing three. Can't wait. We continue. Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.
The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. You're listening to The Lombardi Line on VSEN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, it's BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. Unleash the spirit of Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. So it's very simple. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM Reward Points, which you can use for online bonus credits. Also, if you're headed to Vegas, you can use those reward points for dining, shows, hotel rooms, at MGM Resorts. It's a great loyalty program, the best in the business. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. you got to be 21 years or older. 1-800-GAMBLER if you do have an issue. We got you back. Michael Lombardi. Getting fired up for week four starts tonight. Remember, we're here tomorrow. We're here on Saturday for college. We're here live for in-game betting with Minnesota and New Orleans on Sunday, Lombardi line. And then we cap off the week on Monday. And then Michael turns around 10 minutes and does like 10 podcasts. Anyway, we got you back. Uh, Mike Palm joins us, Bomb Vivant of Circa and VSIN. Also, a noted scribe. I didn't realize the journalism degree you got in college has become so important here at VSIN, Mike Palm. Well, it's history and English, and I, you know, I get a lot of help from Ben Fox, who's really the Mike Wallace of our, uh, of our <laughs> generation, a great investigative reporter, and he's, he's helping me turn this uh, no hyperbole into a column, so uh, a great uh, thanks to him. Well, I love it. always important. So this is what I look forward to, literation, and Palm's Pressing 3 is very much that. Mike, it's your turn kick it to the big guy. We'll start with your first one. Michael, we learned a lot about the Chargers and Brandon Staley this week. First, they absolutely don't trust Chase Daniels to play a clearly compromised Justin Herbert, their whole franchise, in a week three game. And Staley kept Herbert in the game down four touchdowns late, saying, quote, Justin didn't want to quit on the team. So exactly who is in charge? Did we miss the era where Herbert earned clout and decision-making power with a Super Bowl run or even a playoff victory? He's 16 and 19 as a starter. And how is everyone in the building viewing Brandon Staley? Did the Chargers once again hire the wrong guy? Well, I think common sense isn't common, right? I think that clearly that, that every decision that I've seen Staley make, even though the analytical community loves him, uh, hasn't been very good and how he manages the game. I mean, look, you can make all the fun everybody wants about Mike McCarthy. Okay, go ahead. Guys won a Super Bowl, won a lot of games in Green Bay. I know he had Aaron Rodgers. Of course, that doesn't affect with Matt LaFleur because he's a great coach, even though he has Aaron Rodgers. But the reality here to me is simply this, that Staley makes bad decisions and he never manages the game. He doesn't do what Dallas has done with Cooper Rush, which is, okay, here's how we're going to play this game. And they throw the ball too much in terms of protecting their quarterback. And he's gotten hurt now. Now he's got three offensive linemen that might not play. And what bothers me the most, and it bothers me about Mr. Clean in New York, is simply this. When you're a specialist in an area, defense or offense, and that side of the ball is really bad, something's wrong. Last year, look at the numbers. Other than the New York Jets, was anybody worse than the Chargers defensively? Now, now I know, I know, they got pro bowlers on every level. I've heard it before. And I'm sure Pro Football Focus has them all graded in the top three, along with Cam Fleming, the right tackle for the Broncos. That being said, at what point does he start producing with good players? When you get my man going on a tangent like that, that means Palms pressing three are off to a good start. Number two. Was everyone dismissing Russell Wilson's film the last two years under the assumption he had quit on Seattle? He very much looks like a shot fighter. He is not a threat as a one runner and has limited mobility in the pocket. And yet the Broncos should be 3-0. and Are the Broncos contenders, Michael, or are they pretenders? Well, I, I think that we everybody overlooked it. Not, we didn't hear at VEASAN because we kept saying, because as a betting network, we always would had a rule to never bet against Russell Wilson in a close game. But that rule slipped away last year when we saw him not be able to lead a comeback. When we saw him not play well in the fourth quarter. He's got a guy wide open in the back of the end zone against Washington and doesn't even throw it to him. 
I mean, it's like horrible. He don't want to get hit anymore, Mike. I think that's what I see on tape. He it, Quarterbacks go through this. I thought it was with – even though uh, Kurt Warner's in the Hall of Fame, you know, and I, I get that he got in there. It's great for Kurt. But there was a time where Kurt Warner was at the New York Football Giants. He was not very good. And at the end of his years in St. Louis, he wasn't very good because he, he didn't want to get hit. He got to the point where he got hit too much, and his eye level came down. And – to me, Russell Wilson's eye level's down. Look at his yards per attempt. He doesn't throw the deep ball like he did. Not looking for the deep ball. And then the bigger problem, athleticism on the move. Can he make a play? Can he make somebody miss? I tweeted out this, and I tweet don't tweet very much anymore because I can't stand it. But the reality of it is is I, tw- I tweeted it out. Like, at what point is somebody going to say he's playing bad? Like, as Cosell said, if we see it, we got to say it. Like, at what point was somebody going to say, this Russell Wilson guy, I know he's Russell Wilson, but he ain't playing any good. Like, what's wrong with that? Like, why can't we have that discussion? It's a great question from Palm. I think he's a bottom third quarterback right now. He looks chubby and slow to me. Palm's pressing three. Number three is Well, wait a second. Hold on, Patrick. I grade quarterbacks every week. I go through it. I'm going to give you my – and I put it in the team, my team rankings, because I have to – I rank the teams. So, Denver – Denver's quarterback rating is 27th. So bottom third. There you go. 27. He's been on Now, I'm probably bad. number three on Pro Football Focus because his numbers are incredible, <laughs> along with Cam Fleming. <laughs> yeah, Nick Bosa is the 23rd. Uh-oh. Mike, Nick Bosa is the 23rd best defensive end in the National Football. I'm going to do a survey. I want to go get I, I, Indiana Jones, and we're going to go find the other 22. Number three, Palms pressing three. Speaking of the bottom third of quarterback play, <laughs> Michael, what's wrong with the Saints besides the obvious that Jameis Winston isn't playing well? Is it simply that, or are there deeper chemistry and internal issues? The Saints are a team that took a ton of sharp money all summer on over-the-win total and division bets. Yeah, I, I think a lot of it is, is, first of all, Kamara doesn't look like the Kamara you and I both know. I think we could agree with that, right? I don't think he's the same player. I don't know if it's because he's hurt and, you know, he missed the first game of the season. I don't know what that is, but he doesn't have the same juice. For example, if you said to me before the season start, who are you taking, Cordell Patterson or Kamara? I'm taking Kamara. If you ask me that question today, not even close. I'm taking Cordell Patterson. He's unbelievable. I don't know what's going on with Kamara. That's one. Number two, their left tackle situation is problematic. They're not able to really get control of the line of scrimmage. They can't really run the football. I mean, they can't run it. They're 28th in the league in the most attempts throwing the ball. Now, they got behind against Atlanta. They got behind against Tampa. And they got behind against Carolina. They can't play with any with fast. So their offense, to me, can't get anything going. And then defensively, defensively is where I think they have problems. They're not able to turn the ball over. They haven't been able to create turnovers. And they haven't been able to get off the field. So, I think it's a, a lot of it. They've got nine turnovers. Other, other than the Patriots, they have the most turnovers in the league. Nine. You want to know why they're one and two? There it is right there. I think Peter King reset the market on this Saints team. He had him late. He was comparing them to the 85 Bears, Mike Palm. I mean, he could not stop gushing over this team. They're going to make a change at quarterback. Winston's been awful. I understand he's banged up, but he's been terrible, Mike. Yeah, I thought that was one of the best under bets last weekend was him and uh, him, him and Baker there uh, playing in Carolina in that game. And, and it took some uh, some unbelievable things. I mean, uh, a scoop six and in the second half, the long, broken, short pass and all that to even get it close to the total. I mean, look, that, that, look, I don't know if Baker could have played any worse. Like, seriously, mm-hmm. they, they you know, the, he's got guys open all over on the field. Don't throw it to him. They were never going to go after they were never going after the corner, but they were always going to try to find the other side, you know, go after the weaker side corner to me, but they never could get anything done. And he just couldn't throw completed passes. And and really when you, McCaffrey made the plays that they needed to make when he was able to do it. So, you know, if you're staying away from Lattimore, you get that. But let's go back to Kamara. Kamara's had 24 attempts for 100 yards this year. He's averaged four. His long run is 27. But what what's concerning is, He's five of he's got five receptions for 19 yards in the passing game. Last year he averaged nine six per catch, nine six per catch. He's down six he's down six yards per catch. And here's the here's the other fact: he's been targeted 11 times. 
He only has five catches. That's a 45% success ratio. When you're throwing to backs and tight ends, you got to be in the 80s. you got to be in the high 70s, 80s in that ratio. Conversely, Patterson, he, he was oh, running all over Seattle. Th- that position change has been incredible. Oh, my God, it's unbelievable. And and I, and I now he's playing both positions. I mean, look, this Atlanta team, I think I undergraded Mariota. He's Me better too. than I thought. He's playing better. Their offensive line's still not any good. They're, the, they're as bad on defense as ever, but they've got skill players. Pitts is not a tight end. He's a wide receiver. Let's put that out there. But they can make plays. And this Patterson guy, see, what I think people misunderstand a lot about the National Football League is the running back makes the spread. The back, not the receivers, the back. And when Patterson's the back, it's dangerous. When Camaro's the back, it's dangerous, but he hasn't looked the same. Let's go quick, boys. Mike Palm, three and a half, Cincinnati's laying it. What do you got? We've seen very little action on this game. Just some Bengals money line pass for me. Okay, pass Michael Lombardi. I'm passing on the game. I would lean towards Miami, but I'm passing. You fired him up. Look, that's what Palm's pressing three. Thank you, Mike. exactly what you're here for. Thank you, Mike. Mm -hmm. Enjoy it. Thank you. Appreciate you. Michael Lombardi. Thank you, Enjoy Patrick. the football game tonight. Okay. I'll see Big you tomorrow, bets. Patrick. Dave and Amal next. We'll see you tomorrow. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.